Hi, everybody. I'm Josh. And I'm Ethan. And this is The Young Perspective. So today, everybody, we have a special guest. We're welcoming Zubair Hossein, the founder and president of Youth in Politics, which is an organization based in Canada that seeks to inform the youth on world issues and global political situations. They feature journalists, political thinkers, and the occasional politician. So welcome, Zubair Hossein. Thank you, uh, uh, Josh and Ethan. Glad to be here with you guys. So, Zubair, we want to start off by getting a little bit more clarification about what Youth in Politics is and how you started it. Of course. So, Youth in Politics started off as a podcast in October of 2019 in my hometown of Ajax, Ontario, uh, where we uh, got politicians uh, from our city, um, from our province to be on our show. Um, We uploaded these podcasts every week or every month. Um, and try to ask them questions on current world issues and political scenes happening in Canada and around the world. And in, the, in March of 2020, we decided that we needed to expand youth in politics in order to reach more people. And that's when we added the journalism section to our uh, organization. So right now we have a journalism section with over 25 young writers with different political perspectives. Um, we have around 45 um, team members, 50 team members actually, including the 25 young writers who work behind the scenes on marketing, on video editing, on journalism, on events, and our explainers. And our main mission is to inform young people about politics and current world issues, and ultimately encourage them to participate in politics and vote in an election. I guess you're pretty busy right now with the American election coming up on November 3rd. Everybody, remember to to register to vote. Um, You can find the the dates you you need to register by online. Uh, That's beside the point. So Zubair, you said you started with a podcast. Can you tell us a little bit more about that and who you've spoken to on the podcast? Of course. So this podcast started, um, I would say... um, in October of 2019. Um, so our first uh, guest was um, a city councillor um, from oh, Toronto. Wow. Um, and we had to establish ourselves, obviously, uh, as a reliable podcast, as a, as a legitimate podcast. So we had our MPs on it. We had senators on it. And then we had our biggest breakthrough with the 19th Prime Minister of Canada coming on our show. So that wow. was a really good episode. Wow. So who else have you had on it? So we had the official opposition leader of Canada. We had the liberal democratic leader in the United Kingdom. We had a U.S. Senator, Will Haskell from Connecticut. Um, we had the Panama and we had a Panama MP. We had a member of parliaments. Uh, we had a former minister of natural resources. Oh, wow. um, and the list goes on. That's awesome. And you started this as a high school student, right? Correct. I was um, in my last year of high school, grade 12. Um, I would I would give the credit to my teacher, uh, my my political science teacher, um, Mr. Carr, you know, who really got us into politics, um, you know, really saw he really showed us the main problem when it comes to youth participation in politics. And because of him, I started this podcast. And from there, we grew with the help of our team. 
And, and what was what was so inspiring about what he taught you? What, what why don't youth participate in, in politics enough? Well, I feel like young people, he said, don't participate in politics because they don't see an advantage for them, right? They don't see that it's working for them, right? You see all these politicians coming out, um, talking about policies for uh, the seniors, uh, retirement policies. We talk, we see them talking about national defense. So we got covered for the seniors. We got the military personnel covered. We had adults covered. We had parents. But there was no direct policy for the young people. And, you know, when there's no incentive for people why should people even participate if there's nothing in it for them? Yeah, I'm a high school student and the kids in my school, not a lot of them aren't into politics. And when I say I'm into politics, they ask, they say, why are you into politics? There's, they roll their eyes. You can't vote. There's, you know, there's no, nothing in it for you. Uh, it's, not, it's not about everything that's you know, going on in politics has nothing to do with me. It's all about different people that I, I can't connect with at all. So that's a big issue is that there isn't enough like representation of youth in politics. Well, and I, I think the importance of youth being involved in politics is that the political decisions that are being made now affect youth more than they affect the people who are making the decisions right now. If they're going to affect us in 10, 15 years down the line when we're not young anymore, when we may be, we're still young, but when we, when you may be 30 or 35 or 40, that's when they're going to affect us. So if we want to have good results in a good political situation, then we need to start our work now and be involved. And, and even though we can't vote, there is a lot of evidence that shows that youth activism can be very beneficial. Youth, you step up, you speak out your, your voice, and you can be heard. Zubar, what do you think? Absolutely. You know, uh, I, I watched a lecture by Professor Han uh, from the University of Georgia, and she said that, you know, politicians are people who are in office because of us, right? Because of the voters. And if we're not voting, then people are not gonna, you know, really take it seriously. And so the thing is that we either have to be involved in a protest, we have to either be involved in discussions, um, we have to go to city, hall, city town halls and talk with our politicians, call them out on their mistakes, tell them that, you know, what's in it for young people? Why are you not, you know, bringing policies for us? And what they need is they need your vote. So if you're not voting for them, they're going to they're gonna be scared and they're going to make policies based on um, the, the situation in their room. But isn't it kind of sad that a lot of politicians may shape their policies around how to get elected? Shouldn't they shape the policies around what they believe the right thing is to do and then the people vote for them if they believe in that politician? I feel like... It's really something that has evolved over time. You know, back in the day, you used to see politicians, you know, the founding fathers of America, they were making policies because they didn't get voted in, did they? They were making policies which was best for America, right? Um, but as time went on, the political culture of just not the United States, Canada too, where you had politicians just attacking each other and just trying to get votes, uh, when they should be, you know, making the world a better place, you know, um, right. helping people. So how does the journalistic side of your organization try and get, you know, youth into politics and it tries to give young people ideas about what's going on in the world and what's going on in politics? And how does it, you know, engage them in this idea of politics? So what happens is, uh, when you're in a political discussion, people, 
young people are often, you know, undermined of their decision, of their opinions. You know, you're sitting around in a group of older people. Your voice is going to be overshadowed by the older people in the room with more experience, right? Our youth who think that, you know, because we're small, we're, you know, we're not intellectually involved in politics, I would say, they undermine their intellectual skills and that leads them not to be involved in politics. What youth in politics does is that we as an organization don't have an opinion. We don't follow the left. We don't follow the right, the center. We have no opinion. But within the organization, we have liberals, conservatives, Republicans, Democrats, a radical left, radical right, center. Youth in politics is a platform for them to speak, for them to give their opinions. And writing is a great way for older people, not just older people, but young people to read and understand the opinions of different political issues, the Republican side of an argument, the Democratic side of an argument, the Green Party side of an argument. You know what I mean? It's more like, you know, what can our platform offer them? And our platform offers them a voice. That aligns similarly to, to the mission of the Young Perspective. We're here to, to educate young people and try to teach them and make them think of ideas um, and concepts that they've never thought about before. Part of being young and growing up is learning new things. And politics are a great way to learn new things. It teaches you how people interact with each other. It teaches you how the, uh, your nation works, whether it's Canada or the U.S. or the U.K. Uh, and it teaches you valuable life skills that you'll carry on for the rest of your life. It also, if you young people tend not to be as intellectually knowledgeable as older people, that's why they feel intimidated to join conversations. So if they start younger, the younger they start, the, the more knowledge they'll gain over time. And eventually one day, maybe not so far in the future, they'll feel very similar in knowledge to, to other people, even though they may be younger or different. Um, that's just my thoughts. Ethan? Yeah. I also think that writing, especially not just podcasting, but writing allows, I saw on your website, there was a lot of different opinions, a lot of different articles from all different sides of the spectrum, and they all had very distinctive voices. And so I think that, especially because you have so many writers who all have different opinions, you're giving them an opportunity to kind of, you know, give their voice. Uh, So it's not even just you're serving your audience, but you're also serving your team as well. But that's also what's, what's important about your, your platform is that you don't choose one side of the spectrum. You're trying to educate the youth about new ideas, politics, and you can't just teach them one side or they'll grow up one-sided. Um, you have to teach them all ideas and all the different sides of the spectrum. That's your responsibility. It's not only you should, it's your responsibility to teach youth uh, all knowledge available, if I said that right. Yeah, I completely agree, right? You know, when when young people see one side of an argument, it leads them to lean towards that side and often reduces the engagement of the audience itself, right? Because when you have a liberal reading your argument and they see all, you know, uh, left or right, you know, type of articles, conservative-leaning type of articles, they're not going to be engaged. But when they see liberal articles and, you know, understand that there's not just conservative articles, but liberal type of liberal uh, written articles, it shows that we're not just going for a type of audience, but we're going for the entirety of the young people. Yeah, it's very important, especially in such a politicized world that we're living. Of course. So 
we've been talking about how, you know, you should get involved in politics and how uh, politics can affect youth, but how can youth and youth involvement in politics affect politics as a whole? So how can kids getting into politics and young people getting into politics affect, uh, you know, the politics of a whole country or area? So first of all, there's two things. Number one is that there's a voice for millennials, for Generation Zs now, right? If you look at uh, the demographics of Congress or um, or here in Canada, our parliament uh, in Ottawa, you don't see young representation there. You know, you probably see one young MP, but that one young P is basically the voice of the young people of Canada, right? So number one, it gives young people a voice in government, right? So the another thing is that politicians who are young in office, they're not going to make policies for times of now. For example, let me give an example, climate change policy. You know, when you take away, um, when you cut off a country's gas line or when you reduce the amount of uh, gas or oil a country is outputting, um, what happens is you reduce the uh, you reduce GDP and you reduce um, economic activity in the country. At the moment, it's not it's not going to be good, but for the future, it's going to be great, right? You're you're stopping climate change from happening, and you're also not only targeting older people, but also the young people who are going to be living through that time in the future. So Zubair, we're we're coming to the end of our time here. But we just want to highlight some of the, the accomplishments uh, youth in politics, politics has had. So can you tell us some of the great things you've done and, and how you may have changed people's lives or, or informed different youth? So one of the biggest um, achievements, I would say, is the United Nations World Food Program recognizing us of our hard work and our determination of informing young people about politics. Another achievement is how we have articles written about our organization, which they reached out to us. So it shows that, you know, at the end of the day, our readership might be low, but it's not about readership. It's not about how many people you um, read, how many people read your articles, how many people view your podcast. It's about how many lives you inspire with that. You know, you can, you can have 10,000 views, but no lives inspired. What's the point, right? You can have five views and you can have one person inspired. And that one person that's inspired can change the world. And so, you know, it's not about readership. Um, getting back to the question, uh, we've grown to a very huge number, I would say, in teams, 50 members oh, wow. who are behind the scenes. Um, our readership has gone up. We had tremendous success in terms of getting politicians on, uh, especially in the high executive levels. Um, We've also um, were able to not just get people from Canada, but just people from all over the world. And I feel like that is one of our biggest, uh, biggest um, strengths and achievements. That, that's really amazing. Yeah, your success. You've grown in what? It's been a year almost since you started October 2019, and you already have a team of 50. That's really amazing. So, Zubair, we want to thank you for, for joining us on this week's episode. Thank you for having us. Really appreciate it. Yeah, it was a very interesting episode. Definitely, you guys should go check out his website, youthinpolitics.net. They also have an Instagram. What's the Instagram user name? Youthinpolitics underscore. 
And then you can check out their podcast, which is on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Instagram, Facebook. um, And it's called Youth in Politics. Is that correct? Yeah, it's Youth in Politics podcast. And we'll leave a link to that in the description. So thank you, everybody, for listening. Remember to, to sign up and register to vote in the United States. Go check out Zubair's Youth in Politics organization. And we want to remind all of you that this was The Young Perspective.